0: This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Your Viewer discretion is advised. Savage,
1: Unfiltered Your host, Michael Garner. Hey, what's up, bud?
2: Hey, sorry I'm a little couple minutes late. The news uh, was just breaking about Kanye to acquire the parlor social media, so I had to post about that across my 13 social media sites.
0: Oh, wow. At, yeah, at, at least you're still on 13. It, it looks like they're uh, they're trying to bury me or something, man. I know. I'm fucking- yeah,
2: yeah. I, I posted it on Instagram, and I tagged you because, yeah, I know you were saying that uh, – Twitter suspended you again the other day, right?
0: Well, they didn't suspend me. They freaking locked my account, Joseph.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what? I responded to you, and let me say this to the audience. I think this is some last-ditch effort by some ultra-liberal loon employees at Twatter, as I call it, that know darn well they're going to be fired. So they're blocking and censoring and they're blocking and suspending at an increased rate a bunch of conservatives knowing they're going to be on their way out the door. And to leave a massive mess oh, yeah. for Elon and whatever new, hopefully yeah. impartial crew of people he hires to have to clean up.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, you know I I noticed something you know when I post something because uh, it's been about two days, folks, since I uh, since I lost the account. I mean, literally, um, uh, it was like literally the day after I signed up for Twitter, I get like a uh, a box, a notification message, and it says that your account has been locked due to sensitive material and dangerous rhetoric. They use those words, uh, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> like they're 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 saying there's wrong with me. You know, so anyways, yeah. what can you do, right? You can't really do much about it. Hopefully, uh, you know, when Elon Musk, you know, officially takes over the damn platform, we'll see it more, more of a free speech uh, market. But right now, free speech does not exist on Twitter or any other platforms like Facebook or Instagram, for that matter. Yeah,
2: I'm going to wait to appeal my suspension until such time as elon has time to get in take over fire people hire new ones then i may get a fair shake sometime next year to being restored because i've been on there since 2006 i've got a lot of content there you know i don't want to lose it
0: yeah yeah i mean we just signed up i mean we i mean hell we didn't even hit like a thousand uh a thousand mark with followers because literally it was like the first day and then the second day we got that we got that notification and I'm like what the hell is this they're, they're, they're fucking pulling the plug and and like that was it man it was it, it was a post that I posted um uh with uh what the hell was it I'm trying to remember what the hell it was oh there was a there was a rally uh that Well, it wasn't really a rally. It was more like people showing up because they're, you know, fed up with Joe Biden. And he was coming into town in this California town. And I posted that. And I guess Twitter sees it as, you know, somewhat of harassment or, you know, a threat or this or that. I mean, it's I guess I can't express my my patriotic views. Right. Yeah. So it is what it is. So, Joseph, about another – what do we have? Another 15, 20 minutes before Lance comes in here. Um, We have a gentleman by the name of Lance Hillsinger, guys, joining us. Uh, He wrote his book, Build a Better Bridge for Social Policy of the 21st Century. That should be an interesting conversation we have with him on that because there's a lot of things I want to ask Mr. Hillsinger on why he decided to write a book like that, because obviously, Joseph, this ties into welfare and, you know, today's welfare system. And I'm told that a lot of that is inside of his book. So another interesting conversation we have with Mr. Hillsinger, you know, because obviously you're an author yourself and you can tie into a lot of, you know, material with that as well, too. So, Yeah, but
2: his stuff seems pretty political, so... Uh, yeah, we yeah. will not have to shy away from that.
0: <laughs> oh, highly political. Yeah, he's been on a lot of podcast episodes, a lot of podcast platforms. Uh, God, I think he's doing like maybe 10 or 20 a week, uh, kind of similar to the person I had not too long ago, uh, Mr. Vic Vieri, and uh, which I got yelled at by actually, uh, by I guess... <laughs> One of the people that work for him, or something. It's it's Vieri, Michael, not Vieira. I kept on calling him Vieira, and I thought, <laughs> I thought there was an I at the end instead of an A. But uh, but you know, it's okay, I guess.
2: Yeah, you know, those, those things are going to happen, right? So
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, it is,
2: it I, you know, it is, you know, it is. You you know, with my last name, L E N A R D. Leonard. People always want to call pronounce it Lenard. So, you know, <laughs> you you just got to go with the flow.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, ac- according to some news here, we talked about some news earlier in the episode uh, today. There's a, ooh, there's a mayor right now in Florida, uh, Joseph. Obviously, I'm not sure if you have heard about this, you know, up in your neck of the woods there in Detroit. But, uh, in the Atlantic, uh, mayor right now in Florida is facing a suspension. They're requesting, uh, the suspension of the Indy Atlantic, uh, mayor, which that section happens to, uh, circle around Bavard County, which actually circles around a huge area called Melbourne, Florida. And, uh, this is coming out of the Bavard County Commission. Has called for Florida governor Ron DeSantis to suspend Indi Atlantic Mayor Dave Berkman from the office after he allegedly struck a political candidate uh, with whom he had a long time feud with uh, in the face. Uh, get this, Joseph, what a rake. <laughs> he hit it, what a rake.
2: <laughs> Now, you're going to have to explain this to me if you even fully know. I, I understand governors and true in Florida for DeSantis have the power to indeed remove a district attorney or an attorney general that is not upholding the Constitution and the state laws. But a, a, a particular mayor and you're using the word suspend versus the people getting to attempt to recall him, I, I don't know about the validity and legality of that, and they may be confusing that he has power to do that uh, for DAs because that's a law enforcement thing, whereas a mayor is, is a different animal. I, I don't know whether he does or does not have the authority. Have, have you checked... With any legal counsel To see if that is indeed true
0: Yeah well The uh, the uh, the Report came out uh, yesterday of uh, On Fox here in Orlando and basically It says that the Indi-Atlantic police have charged uh, Mayor uh, Berkman with battery After uh, the September 30th Rake incident so this goes back Like uh, a couple weeks ago uh, which occurred during the uh, Hurricane Ian cleanup event at uh, Orlando Park, uh, which is in, in the Atlantic. Now, get this here, uh, folks. The county commissioner office there uh, literally came to a resolution asking Governor DeSantis to immediately suspend. Well, he's – you know, they're asking for a suspension rather than a recall, you know, uh, yeah. or, or or anything else. Uh, you know, he's getting a slap on the wrist if you ask me. Uh,
2: yeah, a suspension, a suspension yeah. versus a removal yeah I don't know what that legally then does for the city Sus- would uh, the lieutenant mayor probably or the pro tem of their council would probably take over but here's my problem with it you have real, innocence real, real, real. until proven guilty I don't know if the authority would actually exist until he's actually convicted of the crime, whereas now it's an alleged incident, even though it's probably clear to everybody it happened. <laughs>
3: Hello?
0: Well, Joseph, did you hear that it, it, was, it was won by a 3-1 vote? Uh, so, you know, and this was during uh, an October 6 uh, zoning meeting uh, with Commissioner John Tobia, uh, who wrote the resolution said he would drop off a copy wednesday uh you know later that week uh which was what about a week and a about a week ago actually to this day uh, at the uh at the indian atlantic town hall now on the flip side of this joseph uh the town council uh literally came up with a resolution that wednesday uh, commending Berkman's 18 years of town hall service. So the reason why they're giving him a slap on the wrist, folks, is because he has a uh, a really, really good service with the community of 18 years. But still, it's a charm. It's time.
2: We've got a global fan event to launch. Drum roll, please.
1: Are you ready for to do
0: Ready? I'm ready. Today I get to share a special gift. It's happening. Coming at you right now. The doom is back. Let's reveal some steamy secrets, shall we?
2: Mm. I'm very excited for you guys to see it.
0: I'll meet you there.
3: Check out the news you've been waiting for.
2: Get ready for some action. To doom. It's time. Let me tell you what you're about to witness.
3: I'm so excited
2: to introduce my new movie.
0: What a lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into making this. Here's a sneak peek behind the scenes. It's
2: very
1: exciting, you know. Yes.
0: Hola, hola! <laughs>
3: Thanks for
1: joining us. Let's get down to business.
0: It's happening! <laughs> it's magical. Se viene gente. Se viene. I'm into it, babe. I'm into it. Go time. Take it away!
1: Get ready to have your world turned upside down.
0: I'm ready. Are you ready? Ready. Ready. Because
3: we're sounding the alarm. In five,
1: four, three,
3: two,
0: one! One. Positions, everyone! We got this. Right? (laughs) Savaged, unbuilt. The battery. I mean, do you think he should go to jail for that? Or they- just kind of like, you know, this, eh, it happened. You know, he has got a little angry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I mean, with all this defund the police and the left soft on crime and no bail and all that, I I think it would be, I mean, our leaders have to lead by example. And if we, he can be convicted of this. And again, I mean, if, sounds like enough people are aware that it actually happened and uh, if there are witnesses that it should be easy to quickly convict them. They probably should. Now, if she goes, well, I don't expect you to understand You're they from the let them off soft, uh, you know, okay, uh, a one-time thing and a fit of anger and all that, you know, first-time offender as opposed to all these Repeat offenders they keep letting out. I could see letting them off the slap on the wrist. But, yeah, make sure he's convicted of it so it's on the record. And we're on the record as being rule of law. And we are going to punish criminals would be a good Well, term. I just,
0: Joseph, I just read into this. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis does have the power to remove him uh, because uh, Ron DeSantis would be over that as a uh, jurisdiction uh, status. So he does have the power uh, to remove him, but you got to remember something here. Berkman folks has served as a mayor of this uh, town of Indy Atlantic in Brevard County since 2008. Now, now get this uh, Joseph, his reelection is, uh, is on the November ballot next month, which his term ends on December 7th. And uh, his, uh, his opponent, Mark uh, McDermott, is uh, is supposed to be uh, running against him now? If he does get removed uh, from the office of of mayor, right for that town, um, we could see uh, McDermott uh, replace him in a special elections, uh, which could happen right before the uh, the November uh, elections that that take place. So you know, you, you never know. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You never know, you know. But uh, you know, here's the thing. Here, we like I said, um, we just uh, we just reached out to uh, Mr. Hillsinger, so he should be joining us here momentarily in the next ten minutes. But uh, you know, I want to go into a little bit with this, folks. You know, to kind of you know keep the show going until we get uh Lance Hillsinger in. Uh, you know, during the uh, uh, during the the September 30th car cleanup, uh, Burke Berkman entered a not guilty plea. And waived arraignment uh, just last week. Now, folks, this battery is a first-degree misdemeanor uh, and punishable up to one year in jail with a one thousand fine here in the state of Florida. Uh, you know, you hit somebody, you're, you're facing one year in jail. Uh, it's a first-degree misdemeanor crime, and you know, just because you're you're just because you're a uh, you know a mayor, you, you should you should face the consequences, right, Joseph?
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: So I don't want to I don't want to tie too much into this. I just wanted to throw that out there so the listeners, you know, get a little local uh, Florida news. But, guys, with uh, without further ado here, I want to bring in our guest here uh, on hour one here, uh, Mr. Lance Hilsinger, uh, the author of his book here, uh, Build a Better Bridge, Social Policy for the 21st Century. Uh, welcome to Savage Unfiltered, sir. How you doing, Mr. Hilsinger?
1: I'm, I'm doing fine, Michael. Thank you
0: thank you yeah thank you for being part of the show um i want to i want to get into some topics with you buddy uh about you know some of your work and some of your book that you had wrote uh in this social policy here and i you know before i get into that i I see that you're a social worker of 34 years is that is that correct that's correct oh okay that's
1: uh i'm sorry county
0: oh okay Okay. What, what made you get into the industry?
1: Uh, more luck than anything else. I was a recent graduate of Vanderbilt. I was looking for work I was, uh, or better job, and I managed just to just find this at the uh, Hall of Records back in the pre-internet days. Um, found this listing, job listing. For a oh, wow.
0: Oh wow! Okay. Uh, joining me here, uh, uh, Lance is uh, is the um, co-host here on Monday and Wednesdays here, uh, which is also part of the show here. Uh, Mister uh, Joseph M. Leonard, uh, he's the author of uh, "Terror Strikes Coming to a City Near You." Um, Joseph, you got you got any questions here for uh, for Lance?
2: Yeah, actually, I, uh, I I know we're here to talk about the other book, but. And full disclosure, I've not read your books, but I've looked into them. And uh, I looked into the look inside feature of your in place of the parent book via the Amazon look inside feature. And I see where you say grammatically a child can have just a single best interest. The legal code and its binary thinking follows this grammatical convention, and you kind of then go on to say about how ADD is in the best interest to receive formal moral instruction and uh, live in a safe neighborhood, go to others, whatever, that you have to look at a whole picture, not one single uh, you know, focus, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, that the system does not really do our children well when they enter them.
1: Well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. That's a, a point I wanted to make, but a lot of people have missed that. I think a child has best interests, plural, and uh, the legal system calls it a best interest, um, and that's one of the things I would like to see changed. I think in practice, though, that judges do look at the whole picture. I just think that grammatically, we ought to agree with what 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 the right thing is to do.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, I agree. And you know, since we're on this uh, on this subject, the legal system, and you know, some of this um, of this of these issues that we face today, uh, Lance, what do you, what do you think uh, should be done with this uh, welfare system? Because I mean, we're seeing it. You know changing at a rapid rate you know obviously you know you could see that you know i'm not sure exactly where you live but uh you know here in the state of florida we we, we see it you know uh, changing very very rapidly uh like as a as a uh, social worker of 34 years uh do you see it improving or do you see it you know uh getting worse than it actually is now
1: well i actually think well a lot has to do with people if you have good people they can make a bad system work a little bit better. If you have a good system, you know, as far as that, I think that uh, the people who I've seen in San Luis Obispo County are very dedicated employees. I think that uh, you have a situation here where you have 10% of America lives in poverty. And if we didn't have some sort of welfare system, what would happen? We would see not just uh, men begging on the street, panhandling, we'd see sad families. And once in a while, you do see that still. Um, oh,
0: yeah. I, I can see that. If, if I may, one second, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, men on the street. Um, I see that you live in California, correct? Correct. Yeah. I just seen a, a something come out the other day on Instagram, uh, a video of just the homeless, you know, in L.A. County, uh, which is at a almost a 30 year high, uh, which ties into the welfare system uh, very heavily. Uh, what i mean i i don 't know how far you live from l a county, but I mean, do you see you know that that county improving uh, because i don 't see it improving lance i i I see it going you know to pretty much uh a, a shithole of the of the nation you know what I mean
1: well well, just to give you a sense of geography i 'm about uh, ninety minutes north of Santa Barbara, and santa barbara okay. w- you know on a good day is about two and a half hours uh, without traffic north of Los Angeles, depending upon where you're going, of course. We have a homeless person. Here in, un- in San Francisco. Francisco, it's a very expensive place to live. And one of the things that I make a point is if you see a homeless person on the street, it's usually a man. And I think that that's one of the things we have to look at is that we, they talk a lot about gender inequality. Well, at the bottom of the rung, it's most the gender inequality is men. The, the truly unhoused are more often to be men. I mean, people living under a bridge on a street corner by the creek. Uh, there are families, there are women, but you know, uh, it's more often men. Um, and uh, men in jail for each a woman in jail that's incarcerated, there's about ten or eleven men incarcerated. And that's how I saw my so as a social worker. Oh, wow so many of my men in my caseload were unsuccessful. Of course, that's what we dealt with, was unsuccessful people, people who had drug problems and what have you, but why were they unsuccessful? What, what happened that caused this thing to be unsuccessful? And uh, of well, course yeah, I could
0: agree with that. I mean, but, you know, you, you got to admit here, uh, Lance, you know, this some of this welfare system that we see today, you know, in America, especially the 21st century, uh, we see it circling around diversity uh, very high. Uh, you know, everything is about diversity now with welfare. It never used to be like that. Uh, you know, the uh, 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 60s, yeah, maybe uh, 70s uh, lightly. But I mean, now it's, you know, they 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 love to play that race card with it. You know where you know. Uh, oh, we have more blacks on 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 welfare than, than whites, and this and that. That 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 act, that's actually true. You know why why do you think we see more blacks on welfare more of these than 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 it used to be?
1: I don't know what the, as far as the percentage. Yes, you're right. Uh, uh, people of color or non-white, whichever terminology you want to use, have been disproportionately on on uh, welfare rolls. Um, yeah, I like to right. and there's, and there's not and there's not one explanation for that. And what I want to go back to though is education. Is that people who are in jail, uh, not only is it expensive to government uh, to keep house them when they get out with the, with a the criminal record, they're much more harder to become employed, and become uh, you know, taxpaying citizens. And so I, I, I think the government has been pretty much the. Services there are what people need. And one of the things that I get point in my new book is that manufacturing is about two-thirds of what it was in the 90s. Whether Republicans or Democrats have been uh, in power, it's less we're, we're man, we have few manufacturing jobs, which were jobs that people who didn't graduate from college or did only you know, just had a high school could, could earn a decent living
2: yeah i'd like to chime in here on this one thing you know michael's alerted to the uh bias in the system and i want to go back to the the child protective services uh aspect in general seems to be sexistly biased against males but that's not my main point here at lance i don't know how you react you may not like where i'm going this but frankly I think your position shouldn't exist. And let me explain why. I come at it from the founding founders aspect and our Judeo-Christian ethic, that this is an issue for charity, local charity, because as Christ said, the poor will always be among you. And it is up to local charities to know who really is in need and who is a scammer and a con artist. And uh, it's not the government's job to socialistly steal money from my neighbor on my right, to give to my neighbor on my left. It is up to us to charitably be our brother's keeper. And I'm sure last point here, you're aware of the coward and pivot strategy to bankrupt America through the welfare system.
1: Well, I I want to make a distinction between welfare, the the, uh, uh, TANF program, Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, and child welfare. Child welfare that I did for 34 years is about children who have been maltreated in some ways. Neglected is the most common because somebody has substance abuse. And
2: yeah, I could see some need for government involvement there because that's kind of a matter of crime. Assault or, or uh, abuse of a child is an illegality. So, yes, fine. Yeah, thank you. That is an important distinction. I'm sorry, go
1: on. And so, that, that is all my case. Look, I had, when I, I was what we call a court worker, and uh, that is where we, we petition the court. For the, the you know for the child to be dependent and we have to prove to the judge just like in a criminal proceeding that that this child has been a victim because the parents left drugs around or mom was uh, DUI with a child in the car or sexual abuse or parents are mentally ill and unca- incapable or very often see this is one of the points I want to make is that most not all the time but very I should say infrequently, did I see a intact two-parent married family? That's very rare in the. That's very rare in the child welfare system.
2: Yeah. It, and, that, well, we've discussed that on this program with several people several times. It, it, yes, we have to do more. There, you, You've touched on it. The need to deal with the root cause of the main issue, lack of an yeah. intact yeah, family. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I, I could agree with Joseph. And that's yeah, I can the agree with you, Joseph, on that. But, you know, here's my.
2: That's part of the whole yeah, welfare. Yeah, here's my question. question the family, Uncle Sam becoming the dad yeah. and pushing men out.
0: Yeah, well, but yeah, po- po- hold on, Joseph. Joseph, hold on for a minute here. I got to I got to ask, uh, you know, Lance something here. You know, we're on the welfare system. Right. Which is a touching topic, especially in today's times uh, Lance, uh, you know where is your thoughts here with uh, with where we become uh, or excuse me, where we gotten to as a nation, um, how we arrived to this point here uh, with more people on food stamps and section eight housing and all these government uh, assisted programs? Where's your thoughts uh, on you know possibly uh, bringing in, Uh, testing uh, with these individuals, making sure that these individuals are using this as a stepping stone rather than a career choice. Because I could tell you uh, right now here in the state of Florida, not all areas, uh, Florida does uh, present a a very conservative uh, type of base here. Uh, But, you know, especially in the uh, Democratic areas, which we see a problem with uh, welfare, uh, you know, some of these individuals, you know, they're they're. They're they're accepting the food stamps. Uh, You know, they're accepting everything that's given to them by by the by the federal government on a federal scale (laughs) through taxpayers uh, lead uh, uh, mind you here. But do you think that some of these recipients receiving these benefits uh, should be tested on a monthly or a weekly basis in order to obtain these services
1: You mean drug tested?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah.
1: I think that one, no, I don't think so. And let me explain why is the vast majority are not using. And if you have somebody who is using, you want that person to be connected to the system. You want that person to say, okay, I'm coming in. Yeah. I admit, okay. I smoke pot or whatever, which is legal in California and many other States. And by connecting with another human being, they will get into treatment. Uh, You know, that human connection is what helps people build lives. If Lance, I'm not to...
0: talking about smoking pot, sir. I'm
1: talking about hard
0: drugs. You know, <laughs> using these benefits to, to 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 sell the to sell the benefits, such as food stamps, to buy your your street heroin and your hard drugs, so they can get their high. That's what I, I'm going at. I, I think I, some I think of these people.
1: A, I think there's a cost yeah. benefit ratio there. That the expense of testing people. Um. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get that many people, and uh, maybe I, I just don't see that that is acceptable. And the other thing is, it's sort of an invasion of privacy. Let's assume you know that ninety-five.
2: Oh, invasion let me, of privacy! Let me You're explain taking what. my hand out. You don't have the privacy. And these are all illegal, unconstitutional programs, a bastardization of the Promote the General Welfare Clause. It goes back to it should be charitable. Yes, these users should be in a charity who finds them help, not living off of my tax dollars.
1: Let me explain what I mean by that, is that if you are a... a, a... Pilot or, or a railroad engineer or um, a truck driver, when you're involved in an accident, there's a DOT transportation testing protocol. And basically, they might make sure that your, your, that your urine is warm, that you're not bringing in somebody else's urine. It's a disgusting thing. But there's a lot of people who fake tests. Yeah. And you have to observe that person. I personally have never done it. I, you know, I'm glad that that is farmed out, but you actually have to see the person pee. Yeah, and I and but, I have a problem with having so many innocent people being subject to the indignity of being observed. But here's the thing: and, Lance, and there's a lot like, of people are going to cheat. The people, the people who are using, are going to try to to, to beat the system, and in order to catch, them, yeah. But here's to, the thing: very invasive. Let, Lance, here's
0: the thing: here's the thing. Here, I want to bring here. You're you're not in favor or support of uh, uh, bringing in testing. Uh, Obviously, you have mentioned it. It it shows invasion of privacy, and I I get that. I I really do. I get it. But here's my thing: here, the reason why I'm in support of uh, bringing in and invoking uh, the um, uh, the testing is it it balances out the system. You know, where we understand where our bad apples and you know our, our our good people that really need it. Uh, belong in that aspect. I mean, some of these people, you know, have been on these benefits uh, for quite some time, quite some time. I could tell you, I was just talking to somebody just the other day, a woman, a single mother of four, right? Uh, lost her job through, through the pandemic and is now facing almost homelessness. A mother of four was denied food stamps here in the state of Florida uh, due to the fact that she said that or the woman that, you know, obviously, you know, when you apply for food stamps, you have to go through a system and a process where you have to go through an interview process and this and that. Where when she went through the interview process, the woman that was interviewing her sa- said that she was not qualified for food stamps because she was not looking for a job. Now, I can vouch for this woman has been looking for a job every single day and she just it, the luck isn't there with her.
2: Yeah, there's that bias in the system. I agree with you. There's a whole lot of...
0: A huge um, amount of... I'm
2: not saying Lance does this, but there's a whole lot of these workers who have their own personal biases and who they grant these benefits to. And I also agree with Mike and there needs to at least be some sort of compromise in the system, whereas you as the worker have the authority that if you suspect someone is on drugs to require them to test. But well, maybe well here's the thing, Joseph.
0: Joseph, Joseph, here's the thing, buddy. Like if there's no testing involved, uh, this system is is going to stay broken for generations after generations after generations. And you're going to see this country not healing but literally breaking down and, and, and failing as a society. That's we have more people in welfare that's than ever before, ever. That's you know? the whole
2: power and his an intent. And again, why we need to shut it all down, food stamps are unconstitutional. Go to a food bank. That's the way it's supposed to be done. That's the way it used to be done. That's how we've got to get back to to local people knowing who really is in need versus those just scamming the system.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the problem is I have with that, Joseph, is that charity varies greatly from one county to the next. And so if you're a poor person, maybe you're deserving, you've lost a job, like the person said, you've been trying to look for work. Um, and one county, you, you find a charity, and the next county over, you don't. So what Food Stamps does is says, okay, we're all Americans. We're all deserving here, um, if we fall in hard times. But what I want to get back to is why? Why has there been this increase in food stamps? Does it? Be, and mainly, it's demographics. There has been, and, and the there has actually. You talked about uh, subsidized housing. It's actually about fifteen percent less likely for a family now to get uh, housing than it was fifteen years ago. Um, and why is that, lads? It's partially because there's not enough units. And I th- talk in my book on how to increase that, or increase the supply. But I also think that we also need to, um, you know, decrease demand. The other thing is that there's been a new federal policy that rightly gives priority to veterans, rightly gives priority to the disabled, and rightly gives priority to, the, to, to those disabled and, you know, seniors. So if you're taking... That as a priority housing, and you have say you know ten thousand public housing units, and you give so many to those very deserving people for priority. For the just the regular poor, as I talk about, there's less fewer units, so that's why. the But Lance, of- you
0: mentioned there's not enough units. Are, are you referring to that there's not enough housing? Is that what you're
1: getting at? Well, partly most most people agree that there's about a four million dollar uh, four million unit shortage of just regular housing. And the point I make in my house in my book is that. You know, for each acre you devote to public housing, that's one less acre that you devote for the public sector. But But Lance, are you you familiar with our
0: our infrastructure, our our buildings, uh, they're they're going up all over the place. I mean, I don't know how it is there in California, but in the state of Florida uh, and other states around. I mean, we don't have a problem with housing. They're building housing all over the place. What we do have a problem is the folks that do not want to step up and move forward. They like that handout. They like those government-assisted programs. They want to remain on that because, hey, hey, I can stay home. I don't have to, you know, work, and I can live off the taxpayer. That's what I have a problem with, Lance. I, yeah. I don't know if how you see it, but that's what I have a problem with. And I'd the, like yeah. to understand that. Like, Hold on, Joseph. i like to understand you have a, a social policy that you wrote in your book for the 21st century. Where do you see our social policy going possibly in the next 20, 30, 40 years from now?
1: Well, one of the things I'd like to, to say and what I'd offer is, is that we need to get our, our focus on men. That boys, uh, about every year about 44,000, according to the Brookings Institute, boys fail to graduate high school than girls. Yeah, my issue
2: with the housing is the NIMBY, the the snowflake virtue signaling crowd that want to continue the unconstitutional programs and uh, agree with you. We need more low-income housing. Look at AOC the other day when Eric Adams wanted to put up tents to help relieve the homeless situation in New York. And she said, no, you're not putting that tent in my district. NIMBY, these liberal, whiny, virtual singling people want it in other people's backyard. And they get to take credit for pretending to be so compassionate.
0: Well, that's one of the reasons why I think, my personal opinion, the welfare system has, uh, has pretty much uh, failed in its own aspect. I mean, it's getting worse and worse and worse year by year. You look There's- at the last two years, I cannot think of a period in American history where one administration has done more damage to the United States than Joe Biden in the last two years. Everything there's no improvement in the welfare system. Literally, like I've mentioned earlier in the in the show today, there are more people on welfare now in 2022 than there were 40, 50 years ago. And why is that? Because there's no programs that are helping these people get off. The damn welfare—they're actually uh, encouraging more people to stay on welfare. I think we see that through the Biden administration. There really hasn't been solid policy coming out in the last twenty years or so. That's not just Biden. You go back to Barack Obama. You go back to George W. Bush. There's no involvement with these programs, uh, Lance. Uh, this program that was that came out. Uh, You know, food stamps and general welfare and all this section eight housing, uh, subsidized housing, all these programs were designed as a stepping stone to get on your feet and better yourself. And we're not seeing that. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, you have to admit as a social worker of your of your caliber. I mean, you have to admit that the that the that the social welfare system has collapsed
1: literally. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I believe that people do get better, but I think you make a point that, yes, there are more people today on food stamps than there were when the poor and poverty was first waged. Part of that is demographics. The, and uh, that is the main thing, is that uh, a woman who has a high school diploma is likely to have and no further education. Is more likely to have more children than a woman with a college degree. A woman with a college, women with college degrees have a negative birth rate. Their birth rate is about 1.9 uh, women, uh, child per woman. And that demographic reality is that's what really driving this, not whether we have uh, a particular policy. is a, And that's increasing. Two thirds of the children born in the United States today are poor enough, come from families poor enough to be on WIC. WIC is a supplemental program, women, infants, children.
0: Yeah, I'm familiar with where we have it here in the state of Florida.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't think anybody wants to live off the system I'm with. You really can't. You're going to age, your child's going to age out of the system. But yeah, and, and that's and, why and they keep them-
2: having more babies. Yeah. But the housing issue, the housing projects have failed. The 60s we built them all over in Detroit. Uh, you know, they're all shut down. They were all condemned. They all had to be destroyed because We learned this before Marx and Lenin. The Bradford Colony in the United States tried communism before Marx. Everybody was given shelter and food, and guess what? Human nature. They had no incentive to do anything, and they almost all starved to death. So they instituted private property and meritocracy, because if you give someone a place to stay, they don't take care of it because they don't own it. They don't respect it. It gets destroyed. And you got to have new projects built to move them to. they got to be forced to be in the real American system of you work, you buy, you own, you take care of it. You have a stake in society. Well,
1: I think all sounds- these public these public housing projects a lot of them crime because you concentrate a lot of poor people that attracts crime and, and the Cabrini green greens and the other places that uh, large public housing. And so that the federal government has changed that there, there's been a greater emphasis now on uh, section eight housing where people are moving to apartment complexes that are indistinguishable or in, in an apartment that's in a regular apartment complex. And you have somebody, uh, and yes, there are some people who are just never going to advance. Uh, I had a woman in my caseload, uh, you know, she worked uh, as a cashier and that's about, it. that was where her life was. Uh, she, you know. And that's as far as you could go. But without housing, Lance. she'd be on the street. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to get into this next topic here as, as we close it up here uh, with you. Uh, what's your view on, you know, obviously welfare, you know, it affects a lot of people in this country, you know, mainly the black community. Uh, not to sound racist or prejudiced, though, but it, it does. We have a huge amount of black on welfare and. Uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out why. I, I, I understand why it's, you know, lack of education and sometimes fatherless homes uh, show a huge majority in the black communities. Uh, little, little with the white community, but usually with black uh, and stuff like that, there, there is a fatherless uh, uh, environment there. But I want to shift the focus over to uh, immigrants here which we see a lot of immigrants now going on welfare used to never be like that, Lance. We used to have the, you know, the traditional immigrant that would migrate from Mexico or Guatemala or any other nation near us come to this country for uh, a better opportunity uh, to support themselves, possibly support their families. But we're seeing more and more immigrants coming into this country. And really? I'm going to use these words- Exactly, Joseph. I'm going to use these words uh, because it's absolutely true. Uh, Lance, they're flooding our welfare system. They're bankrupting our country. Uh, more and more taxpayers are now expected to foot the bill for these people. Uh, and that's where, on and Piven, that,
2: yeah, that's where Cloward and Piven comes in. It's a purposeful, intentional malice of forethought action to bankrupt the nation
1: well yeah you know as far as uh in order there's all sorts of different types of social welfare programs um and you have to be a citizen to get cash aid you don't necessarily have to be a citizen in california you don't have to be a citizen to get medical care considering That is expense. And I agree that that is one of these things that is getting that uh, is going to be taxing is on.
0: Yeah. Do you support that view from Gavin Newsom saying that you don't need to be a citizen nor a citizen of the state of California to receive benefits? Well, I think that's 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 disgusting if you ask me.
1: Yeah. And it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, to get food stamps or something like that, that I am bothered by that. On the other hand, do I want someone to starve? Uh, no, but I think that one of the things I write in my book is I think that like in agriculture, uh, dependent upon, uh, farm labor. Um, and one of the things I think is that we ought to go back to the world war two system In world war two, there was a system by which, uh, Mexicans could work in the fields and after so many you know, so much time they would return to Mexico and they got a uh, end of contract bonus but it was contingent upon them returning to Mexico now a lot of them got stiffed um, <laughs> yeah, they did you know but I think nowadays uh, yeah yeah
0: listen listen to this that the, you know the, the U.S. just agreed uh, yeah the U.S. just agreed to let 24,000 Venezuelans uh, apply online for benefits and fly them directly into the U.S. for temporary stays. Uh, now, some of these uh, Venezuelans uh, that have been in the country have applied for benefits, have applied for um, for subsidized housing, and most of them were approved. Uh, even in your state of California, Gavin Newsom just literally just turned ahead on that. and uh, It's okay. I, I'm it's okay. not
1: familiar with that particular thing, but I do think we should move to um... – a thing where asylum means asylum. Now, let me give a distinction. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of um, uh, women in this world who are, are mistreated um, and that's a terrible tragedy, but that doesn't mean that a woman's entitled to asylum plate. Now, if a woman has a shelter program and she's doing something to help women and because of her notoriety in her home country, she's subject to some sort of threats or something by the police, then granting her asylum makes sense because that advances the the rule of law. I agree with
2: that. Asylum has an issue there. But Biden is turning away Venezuelans, the ones who are actually qualified for asylum, escaping the tyrannical, fascistic government. And he's turning them away. But the problem here with like the Newsom and all other sanctuary cities promising to give taxpayer dollars if you just show up illegally is that it produces an incentive for still more illegals to flood the nation. Because we've all mentioned rule of law. We have to have rule of law. And I am all for legal immigration. And like you alluded to, like the World War II program, we can discuss that. A legal visa system for where California can count on that basically new slave labor they want because they don't want to pay actual wages, livable wages, to American citizens. Uh, But that's the new Democrat
0: plantation slavery. Joseph, Joseph, you know, the U.S. policy does have the right to to deny uh, asylum. We have the right to deny asylum from anybody that's seeking it if we feel that we should deny it then we have that right as a nation I but agree. i think my, right
2: well, now, my argument yeah. is that venezuela is the one south american country where under the rules of an amnesty or a not amnesty sorry wrong word absolutely wrong word asylum really applies meanwhile he's not turning back anybody from any other nation millions over the last several years But he wants to turn back 100 Venezuelans or whatever the stat is a day as a pretend show that he's now being tougher on the border. And he's targeting the exact people who would actually qualify for asylum while letting all the others who would not qualify for asylum to flood, continue to flood the border.
1: Well, I want to say that I'm, I'm not an expert on immigration. That, that's not my field. I've had some people in my caseload that had immigration issues. But let me just say that I read a study where, when you said about sending people back, uh, you know, we have the right, that there's a great for, uh, variability in federal judges that's, you know, percentage wise, this, this court will send back 10%, this other court will send back 60%. And, and we need, whatever the rule is, it needs to be applied uniformly or, or amongst all districts.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, I, there's I, personal I, yeah. biases in the system, again.
1: Yeah. But I want to tell yeah. you, and, and, and even though there is a social welfare cost, uh, specifically in education, you know, border states, border cities, uh, you know, yes, they, they have to make a lot of effort to educate kids that are now there in their jurisdiction, in their district. Um, But that's only one part of what the social, uh, of the tax on or the demand on the social welfare system. The larger part is men that are not able to support their families and what the system does to discourage men from doing so. Let me give an example. If you have a woman on welfare, say she has two children by two different men. And one, one of the fathers got a decent job and he pays child support. He, his child support will be more than what the woman will get on welfare. So she'd be like a family of two, one uh, herself and, and the child. Now, the other child, let's say that dad is um, a deadbeat. You know, yeah, yeah, he's a deadbeat. Why is he a deadbeat? Because if he picks up a job, the child, any child support that's collected from his goes to the government. Doesn't go to his kids. He has no incentive. Now, you know, yeah, you'd like to, as a taxpayer, you'd like to say, hey, we want to get this guy and have him do his fair share. But what in practice is that it discourages men from being within the system, with being like, you know, what I call the W-2 employee, you know, the the somebody who's working a regular taxable job. And most of the men in my, not many of the men in my case, look cycled between cash jobs, no jobs, you know, uh, and, and, because they didn't have any, um, the system wasn't encouraging them to be an involved parent. Because, um, because if because the child support, if you're making minimum wage or just a little bit before, a little bit above, and some child support say, you're really living at the poverty level, and you're going to be tempted to, if you got to put a roof over your head, you're going to be tempted to maybe do something that's a little illegal. Just, yeah,
2: uh, I, I uh, understand. Custom custom custom. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Lance, yeah you're talking you're... about human nature again. And you are absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. What I've been alluding to this whole episode the failure of big government to incentivize mm-hmm. the wrong things and de incentivize the right things, and why we got to kill these illegal programs and let it be done by charity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're, I, I, I get what Lance is uh, talking about. Um, Lance, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. Um, is there anything you want to bring into the show uh, before we depart, sir?
1: No, I just want to thank you for having me. I, I think we need to have, uh, about these issues, we need to have a civil discussion uh, and an intelligent discussion about how we can improve a, a society. All of us are Americans. We all want oh, absolutely a good, a good better world. And, well, except
2: for the yeah. illegal. Damming off our system, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, even, yeah, they wanna, they, even they don't want to. Even they don't want to see the bomb on the street while their kids go to school. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 terrible stuff. What's going? I I mean I I have to point it out like that. Uh, Lance, I want to thank you for uh, being part of Savage Unfiltered uh, here with us, uh, myself and Joseph. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, for some of the listeners that are going to tune into the show here today on all major platforms, including iHeart and Spotify. Uh, where can some of my listeners find you at, sir?
1: Lance,
2: no got about Yeah, well, Lance, <laughs> I, before you go, I, I think that we can end on a note of agreement. I think we can all agree that if America goes bankrupt, we will not be able to help one damn person, let alone all the people on the cart that the people are trying to pull now. So we we've got to reform the system. Otherwise, again, everybody goes hungry if we go bankrupt.
1: Right. Right. If the ship goes down, we all go down. Yeah. We don't want uh, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, uh, Lance, thanks very much for tuning in, buddy. And, uh, and good luck with your future endeavors, sir.
1: All right. Thank you very much.
0: All right. So, so yeah, we just, uh, we just had uh, Mr. Lance Hillsinger guys on the show. Um, Thank you very much for joining us here. Uh, and uh, uh,
2: uh you know, he seems like a good guy. I, 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 if I were to have to peg him, I mean, he's in the system. He's part of the system, so he has a vested interest in the perpetuation of the situ- the situation but i will say his important distinction of uh, the child protective service aspect uh, as a matter of law and protecting children is indeed in a a a viable or legal proper Rule of government, so I take back that I would like his job to go away. but my, I, my point stands about the general welfare system that should not exist.
0: Yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a lot of different things. Um, uh, Joseph that I, I, I didn't agree with um, with Lance. Um, uh, you know, the welfare system has its perks, it has its benefits for those that need to be on it. But I just didn't agree with uh, with with Lance on a couple things. Uh, you know, I I thought you know I thought he, um, you know, he, he does have a, he has a good point about things. But you know, there was just some things I I just didn't agree with. But we'll just leave it like that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Oh, hey, are we going to get to actually hear the therapy twins today?
0: <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. hopefully well, uh, yeah, hopefully Joan and Jane uh, does understand that I, I have a huge amount of patience, so I want to welcome <laughs> So, ladies, uh, how are you doing uh, this afternoon? Oh, God. Uh-oh.
3: You, oh, come on. Kidding. Hello? Now, now I yes. hear
0: you. <laughs>
2: Hello?
3: Do you hear us?
2: Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> yeah, you're coming along. line. Oh, all Hi. right, so
3: we're doing, we're, hey, we're, well, all I can say is decent. How about you guys?
0: Uh, we're doing good. We were just joined by uh, Lance Hillsinger, which is the author of his book, uh, Build a Better Bridge to Social Policy in the 21st Century. Uh, Joseph and I were kind of left, uh, you know, in the bland, I guess. Right, Joseph?
2: Yeah. Well, ladies, I, I think as to how I am, I'm okay. Uh, And I think you will appreciate this. Uh, I have my character say in the book, a line I've been using for decades. Things could always be better, but they could often be worse. Right. We got to remember that before we whine too much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Uh, um, did we lose the
2: ladies again.
0: (laughs) I I hope (laughs) I don't know. I, 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 ladies, are you there?
2: Oh, no. Here we go again.
0: <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand this. I think it's, is, I don't know.
3: We're here. I, I, you hear us. We're here. Yeah. you? Now that, yeah. I, uh, you know what I have to do? I have to keep shaking the screen. How weird is that?
2: Oh, oh very- so it wants that's- to go into like screensaver mode and when it does it apparently is turning off your microphone.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's oh. too bad. That's too bad. You know what's Sh- weird about this telephone is I'm divorced and I still get his texts. <laughs> From my oh. ex-husband. I get fucking texts. They go, you know, they whine and shit, or, or you know, to my telephone. It's weird. I told you we should use your phone, Jane. She wouldn't use her fucking phone. Her
2: phone. Oh. Oh. She said, no,
3: your phone is good, Joan. Yeah, I'll bet it's
2: good. <laughs> well, like good. you said, keep shaking it. I will
3: <laughs> I will. Good thing it's not a baby, huh? Shaking baby.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won't have a thid case with the phone.
0: So okay. what have Wonderful. you ladies been up to since the last time we chatted? It's been a while.
3: It it has. I you know, we've um mm-hmm. what? I think we've made our living space a little cleaner-ish or you know. We're outside in oh. you know, in in the parking lot to where we live, telling the people that we're not robbing the cars. Our little car looks very suspicious near the tennis court because we couldn't get the internet inside.
2: Wow. Uh, so I uh, hope
3: you think this is a good interview because we're outside.
2: Yeah, and to throw back to the previous guest, you're trying to convince your neighbors you're not homeless squatters. <laughs>
3: Well, you should see the way we're dressed. We sort of look like that.
0: Oh boy! Well, well, Jonah, Jane, you, you, you ladies, you, you live in South Florida, right? So, I mean, you, uh, you're yeah, you going to get
3: feel sorry for us. No, don't.
0: Yeah, you're going to get that squatter type of thing, you know, especially in South Florida where people you you could wear like a a a, a, a freaking thing of uh, sweatpants and they would look at you as a as a homeless person. No, I'm just jogging. I'm not homeless. <laughs> right.
3: Right, they have to give real instructions if they want people to show up appropriate. I think so. they lost us again.
2: No, no, no we, we hear, hear you. you. We hear you.
3: Oh, you heard us? Wonderful. Yeah, I was. I was almost going to say I've dated a squatter, but you know, I, I think <laughs> I just. I just I think I was name calling that day, and I think I just called him that. Yeah, <laughs> they're still friends, and that <laughs> wouldn't be too cool. <laughs>
2: Do you watch uh, the Gutfelt Show on Fox News by chance at all?
3: Um, we we don't watch. We those. don't watch the news. Oh,
2: okay. Well, the Gutfelt Show it's it's a late night what? show, so it's you know kind of like the other late night shows. There's a lot of humor involved. Pat oh, wow. Timp is one of the guests. She's from the Detroit area. And she jokes about indeed dating some, you know, lowlifes over her life. And indeed, she did, you know, she dated people who clearly only really wanted to date her. She seemed to be attracted to these people to have a plate to be able to live off her couch. So <laughs> so what you're saying is actually applies in reality to some others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Joan, um, where, uh, why did they call you the Viper? How'd that come out?
3: Do you hear us? Do you hear us?
0: Yeah, yeah, we oh. hear you. Yeah.
3: Well, she cause... called herself that. I thought. No, right? it's my ex husband. Yeah. When when we were married, he and Jane actually, they thought that my words um, were hurtful to the point where both of them said. That they would rather be hit and beaten by a bat instead yes. of beaten by my words. Yes. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. So I guess oh my words, God. words hurt. So when he said that you act like a snake, I said, which one? I asked him which one. And he said a viper.
0: A so, viper. Oh, okay. So
2: Jane and your ex-husband kind of at one point teamed up, but you landed up with Jane and the divorce.
3: Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, you know, yeah. And he calls. He whenever he calls, you know what he says? He'll say, is Jane around?
0: <laughs> All right. So so we have we have Jonas the Viper. Like what's what what's uh what's Jane known as? Do you do you have a nickname or?
3: Oh no, but my father, my father nicknamed her. Oh, I actually, Jane, I'm ruining the joke. But my father uh, nicknamed Jane the lecturer. (laughs) I used to call Jane something else. The lecturer. The lecturer. And then I, you know, Saturday Night Live was pretty good in the 70s. And I did like Jane Curtin. No, I watched it earlier. And it was Jane, you ignorant slut. And see, we both ruined the joke. We both (laughs) fucking ruined that joke. Yeah.
2: Yeah, And the the younger folks out there are saying, what? Yeah, right. I, I they don't watch that crap. It's so crap these days. That's right. And they wouldn't know who Jane Curtin was, but yeah, I, I liked the joke. Well, <laughs> I loved well, it. Well,
0: Joseph, according to their website, they do have compassion. It says it on the <laughs> Good luck.
3: Yeah. Good luck finding it.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, is is that just for shits and giggles, ladies? You no, really don't know you know. Have what, to you know about-
3: what sometimes, hey, this is the lecturer is the lect- telling the us. lecturer. Ahead, is tell- sometimes, sure. sometimes in life, if you know you have you should do something and you'd rather be doing something else, sometimes you have to act and pretend you want to be compassionate. So, we are good actresses, is what we're saying.
2: You know, you went exactly where I was gonna go with that. I was gonna make yeah. the joke, like you know, they say. I'm not a doctor. I just play one on TV. Yeah, I was going to <laughs> say yeah. the exact same thing. You're not compassionate, but we play it on the internet. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. what? We're,
3: we're actually known for getting people, and we don't ask, but we are known for getting people to tell us something that they've never told another human being ever. And it just happened on a podcast. This man kept saying, I don't know. I think he was saying the opposite. And then all of a sudden he said, gee, I never told anybody this. And I'm like, please don't like it's on the air. First of all, it's on the air. You know, like, oh, my God. flooding." Yeah,
0: I checked out the uh, I checked out one of the podcast episodes that you were on not too long ago uh, through. uh, uh, He said she heard podcast.
3: Uh, Yeah, well, what was really good, except for that phone call was a little different.
0: (laughs) The Australian, right? Yeah, I heard it.
3: <laughs> yeah, that sounded like a computer-generated Australian or something.
0: Hey, you got to give credit to where he's due. You know, bless the guy's heart for trying to get out there, you know what I mean? But if you're going to come up with some fake shit, I mean, at least come up with some really good fake shit, you know what yes. I mean?
2: Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah absolutely. Because I but, used to uh, tell people that they wouldn't know if I was lying or not, and it's not in a negative way. You know, there's a fucking religion. I don't know if you've heard of it, Jainism. And I know- hey, 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 I didn't start it. I didn't start it but you know it's, what? I do. I do agree with a lot of it. It's and the you know Jain
2: a- ignorant slut call. Yeah, huh? right.
3: It's, first of all, you get to say that, but in this religion, you could lie to avoid hurting somebody else's feelings. So, you know, I'm good at that. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm going to be on his show actually uh, next month. He he reached out to me and he's like, I'd love to have you on my show and this and that. I'm like, well, I don't go on a lot of podcasts. I'm a podcast host, but I don't go on a lot of shows. But, you know, take the benefit of the doubt, I'll I'll check him out, see what he brings to the show. to the platform and everything else. He's like, well, I, I heard that you had the, the therapy twins on, like, going back almost a month and a half ago. I was like, damn, it's been that long? Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah, you know what, though? I think most people believe, and I, I certainly yeah, believe in, in an occasional little white lie is okay. Now, like, you're ever married in the white man. We all know what the correct answer is
0: there.
3: <laughs> that's right.
0: Uh, that's why oh, my marriage,
3: marriage didn't work out for me. Because I guess the withholding...
0: Savage.
3: Some information that I thought was something everyone should do. I think you should all keep something to your fucking selves. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I guess a lot of people just think that that's lying. So yeah, I am outcasted. I say get a divorce. And hang out if you want to.
0: Yeah, you got into the divorce uh comedy the first the first part when we had you on uh about a month, month and a half ago. Something something to do with divorce. I thought it was hilarious.
2: Oh, wonderful. But, uh,
0: we 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 heard uh, yeah, we heard uh, we heard some noise in the background. Is everything okay over there? No one's getting like killed or anything, are they you no, know,
3: there's these giant ducks that are coming around the car. I know this. They were they're big. And we were told you cannot feed these ducks, yet our neighbor behind the fence is feeding them.
0: Uh, so what kind of ducks are they? Are they white ducks or?
3: No, they're, they're giant black. They're, they're black, white, and maybe some red. red.
0: Joseph, they're diversity ducks, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I can't remember. Someone told us they are either indigenous to Florida or they're not. And I don't remember. It's just this place where we are says you can't feed them, which I feel so bad because we just saw two cats. And, you know, I used to be Catwoman in New Haven, Connecticut, but I got to do
0: Yeah, you told us about the New Haven thing. Uh, well, don't feed the cats, them. I I, I think it would it would probably enjoy the cat, but that would be a terrible thing to do, you know?
3: Yeah, no, I don't like that they're, they're like that and feral. But, no, I got to just... We can't do it. We live in a very strict fucking condo over here with mm-hmm. rules. Now that we're older, we are supposed to focus on, you know, a little bit of self-care, which has always
0: been a little difficult. For do you, us. Is, it H-O- is it HOMO or what the hell is that called, Joseph? HOM?
2: Homeowners Home Association. HOA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, H-O-M. that's yeah. it. And the, I knew where probably, you were going with that, but yeah, I, I keep a bowl of water out on my porch for the neighborhood, indoor, outdoors, and or ferals, oh. but yeah, I don't put food out either. They usually take care of themselves, but I want them to have a place to be able to get a, a sip of water from, at yeah. least.
0: Joseph, yeah. Joseph, I put the water out, and I put food out uh, uh, in front of the uh, sidewalk, but I don't put it out for, for animals or anything. I put it out for the, uh, the real animals and crazy people we have here in Orlando, for the bums, you know? <laughs> I yeah, we're going,
2: we're going back to the homeless of the last segment. Segment,
0: <laughs> I guess so. People think I'm mean for doing it, but hey, I gotta support my local homeless. They're hungry too, you know. Yeah, we have a
2: group uh, in, in. I live in Windat. We say Jay Leonard Detroit, because everybody knows Detroit. You say Wyandotte, they're gonna say what? Where? Who? The named after the Wyandotte Indian tribe. Uh, we, we've got a local church group, which this goes back to the last segment, a Charity, who indeed goes to like my local favorite restaurants that I frequent, and they buy food, and these homeless people know particular benches where they'll put it out, and they can come get it if they're truly in need and hungry. And again, that's the way it should be done to be our brother's keeper and help those really in need of a meal, not somebody scamming money on the corner to get a pint. Huh, no,
3: I know, I know, but you it's never, yeah, you I know. I know. I know, it's,
0: I it's know. for a good cause, Joseph.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. their drunkenness, yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess. So uh Jonah Jane, um yes. I-, I wanted to get into this uh this book here. I I, I wanted to get into it uh with you the first time, the first merry-go-round, so to speak. <laughs> this uh this book called uh Life Wisdom World Search, Yoga uh, for the Brain. which you happen to uh uh your contributors, right? To the authors that wrote it. Yes,
3: yes, yes, yes. Can you hear us?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah we can hear you. Oh, yeah, oh we're, good. we're okay. yeah, yeah, we're good. we are yeah we we
3: are We are contributing authors, yes. We were just asked this woman who has a whole uh, series of these books that turn into puzzles. She then asks a bunch of different people to do like a page. And so we did one on... um, Is there a question? (laughs) Jane, we had to come up with a quote. And um, we thought we came up with a compassionate quote. Oh, we came up with (laughs) a wonderful quote. Do you want to hear it?
0: We'd love to hear the quote. Yeah. What
3: was the quote? If, oh, I know. Oh, if you don't like, yeah. I, okay. If you don't like what your mind is saying, ask your heart. Oh. And, and that's I, how we taught ourselves compassion. And, and, but listen, <laughs> but listen, you know, the story comes from Joan knows the story. It came from one of her firefighter clients or the firefighter's family member.
1: And it came out mm.
3: like when you think about the what a firefighter does is they're running into the, the building that's on fire. The rest of us are running out of the building or away, you know? And so they they're, yeah, they're, I mean, they're, we're they're getting basically Yep, they're basically their brothers keeper, they're gonna do the next right thing, however you wanna say it, the next compassionate thing, and that's where that came from.
2: Wow. Man. Uh, you like you got to listen to your heart, but I, at the end of the day, uh, for the compassion, indeed, as if, if the heart were a thinking organ, uh, uh, theoretically here. But at the end of the day, uh, your mind, logic, and reason have to compel and suppress some of the stupid things your heart may tell you to do. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. I know. I know. Because Jane, Jane likes Jesus. And... Uh... I uh sometimes I think.
1: Uh oh.
2: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Shake the phone. Shake the phone.
3: Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we are. Well, I, I, you know, Jane likes Jesus. And I was gonna say, you know, sometimes I'll think, well, you give your gloves to a homeless person, but then they need your jacket too. Like, do I give everything away and then I die? So I could never be Jesus because well, Jesus I would have maybe could, whatever. <laughs> he was just, uh, you know, today well, obviously it wouldn't go well for Jesus as well. Well, you know what they say with the
0: twins, right? <laughs> yeah. That usually the one twin has all the intelligence and the other twin lacks a little bit of it. That's what I heard. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not.
3: Well, <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that Michael is okay. I was born with a brain tumor and I had a lot of convulsions after uh, and then until the operation. And a lot of times I oh. am very concrete. Oh. Are you there? Oh, well, now uh, I yes. sound oh, like a jackass. So oh no, no, Does the lecturer. Sounds... No, he says he sounds like a jackass. No, 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 no. Because you know what? Here's what I'm gonna say. Jean's I don't know. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I want to say. As the I too, I I look at like sometimes I'll be like, well, instead of saying,
0: savaged enough. <laughs>
3: What's the next compassionate thing to do? I might not know what that is. So sometimes in my head, um, I might think, well, what would someone like Jesus do? You know, what would Martin Luther King Jr. do? You know, Gandhi, what would those people do? Yeah. Right? So I don't know if you guys know this, but within a family, um, within a lot of different relationships, sometimes the one that appears to be nicer isn't
2: virtue signaling and you're kind of alluding back to the first segment again and uh, the point i was making if america goes bankrupt it can't help anybody and like you said it's good to help others but you can't do it to the point where you harm yourself because then you can't help anybody else even yourself and it's like on an airplane And they lose the airplane. The oxygen mask comes out. What do they tell you? Put your mask on first. Because if you.
0: Hey, Joseph, good luck with that, buddy. You know, sometimes. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm going to do. You know, if, if one person next to me says, you know, uh, put your uh put your mask on. I'm gonna look at him and I'm gonna say uh, yeah.
2: No, 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 no. But he means the
3: oxygen mask that comes
2: down the oxygen mask we're talking trash. about. You've got to put uh, on your own <laughs> oxygen mask because yes. if you come to asphyxia or dysphoria or whatever the hell, epoxia, you yeah. can't help anybody else. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I, I I have to apologize, ladies, because uh, Joseph uh, understands that I suffered some some type of uh, uh, hurricane uh, uh, disease from Hurricane Ian. So my brain has yeah. been kind of. Wet. Yeah, right,
2: Michael's got hurricane brain, I call it. Right. <laughs> oh, well,
3: then <laughs> how refreshing, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
3: I'm, I'm not telling
2: a you that either, but yeah. I play one during these episodes.
3: Yeah, right. Because you know that that squatter that I called a squatter also has a major head injury.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm good with yeah. head injuries.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we, we see a lot of squatters around here in Orlando. So you know. yeah, there's there's so many of. Them. You know, I was just uh, I was over in downtown Orlando the other day and I love walking around uh, Lake Eola, which is the giant, you know, hole in the uh, basically somebody told me at one time that that was a uh, uh, like a, an asteroid or something that hit the uh, part of Orlando. I'm like, what? Oh, really? OK, yeah, maybe I could believe it. I don't know. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Go smoke your uh, your ganga or whatever the hell you're smoking, and uh, I'm walking around, and you know I, I see. Listen, I, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not prejudiced against homeless people. You know it is what it is, but you know at one point you know there wasn't so many around downtown Orlando, but now they're all over the place. You can't even enjoy walking around the park without you know stepping on one or you know possibly tripping over one. You know, you gotta literally have eyes in front of your face all the time. You know, one them, I'm like, oh God, you know, I I, oh, I I dropped my coffee. You know, I had I had a really nice cup of coffee and I dropped it all over, and then I spilled it on him by accident, and then he starts yelling at me, "You
2: spilt your coffee you me!" I was
0: like, "What the hell are you sleeping on the sidewalk for?" Jeez.
3: Well, you know, they say nurses are homeless in L.A. On Skid really? Row, Yeah, because the, you know, things are, the tax code is really kind of fucking a lot of people who just didn't quite make middle class, and it's really messing with people. Anywho, let's not get into a fucking tax
0: code.
2: Well, like especially in California with the yeah. commies that run California, the tax yeah. system, but yeah, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, we just had somebody from California on during hour one where he's okay with not, uh, uh, invoking the uh, the drug policy into the uh, welfare system, he's like, "Oh no, that we don't want to do that. Of course, you don't want to do that because you know you'd be out of business, right?"
3: I mean, uh, Must have missed son.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I don't. Given your uh, your preference to uh, be upbeat and joke, you definitely probably didn't want to hear the first half of the show. <laughs> it would have dragged you down too far.
3: Well Jane yeah. and I can get Jane and I can get pretty dark because our joke is on other podcasts we've had to break out into song because people keep asking us what we're grateful for. And the thing goes so far downhill that I actually break out into Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, that that <laughs> song. Which, I, which I'm not even sure I liked back in the day, but I like it now.
2: It's a great song. Yeah. I, I listen I to it, it every now and then. Yeah.
3: I get very negative with it. Yeah.
0: Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, but we're glad that we had Jan uh today because uh the first time we had Jan, it was crickets, but we understand we we had fun on that show. I hope you don't mind me putting the sound effects in there with the crickets. Joseph thought it was hilarious, but yeah. You know.
3: No, I, I, don't, I think that's hilarious, I think that's great. It was, <laughs> Joseph's
0: like, Joseph's like. Oh, we're, we're gonna have them on. We're, they're good for like maybe two or three minutes of conversations that we don't hear. <laughs>
3: yeah, and notice yeah. then we then we start then, to get yeah. dark. Well, yeah,
0: you know,
2: Mackenzie had to do something to salvage that episode. And yeah, before we go, it, it was great to actually be able to talk with you this time.
3: <laughs> oh, hey, Ditto over here. I'm sick of it. just, it's breaking
2: off.
0: Joseph, they're doing this. They're doing the shake. The the, the shake theory with the phone. I'm doing so the taking
3: baby here. I'm still yeah. doing it. <laughs> well you guys my fingers getting tired yeah you know you guys i am um well oh, joan there's the um Hi. duck yeah okay get back to this podcast. yeah your fingers
0: um, are getting tired it's too much information but we get it though yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: jack
2: what like now, you know. What I want to say? It hurts when you do that don't do that yeah
3: well when we do what finger <laughs> we get get back to the gene get back to the you were saying something, Jane. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm um very bad with a dollar. <laughs> and and so oh. is my ex-husband. And, you know, it's not not a wonder why my son is a lot better with a dollar than his two parents. So what I want to say is if I didn't have the help of my family, I could have been homeless twice. Oh, And so the only thing I want to say about the homelessness issue that is on the rise in America and the balance between taking care of our citizens and not is where something's wrong. I'm not sure quite what it is. Joan jokes it's the tax code, and it may very well be. But something is wrong when one big stressor that can strike twice and can happen, and someone goes from middle class to homeless. Because you know how middle class is not eligible for a lot of services. Oh, yeah. Well, something's not balanced.
2: Right. Well, that's because the middle class is the back, backbone of the tax code. We could talk about taxing the rich all we want. If you confiscated 100% of all the millionaires' billionaires' wealth, it would fund the government for one year. The tax code is meant to soak the middle class to keep itself going.
0: Well, that's what they want to do, Joseph. They want to keep they want to keep everybody in poverty. I mean, I think that system went back to even the Jimmy Carter administration. They they they, they do. They do. You know, like if they see the middle class go into that next bracket in the income system, they're going to be yep. like, what? No, no, yep, no, no, That cannot happen.
3: Right. Right. No,
0: no, no. We cannot we cannot have a middle class person becoming a wealthy person and rich and famous yeah. and this and that. No, 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 no. Then, then, then that defeats the purpose. Then where do we go next? Then they're scratching their heads and they're coming up with all different types of fucking ideas and this and that. And then you got crazy people in Washington coming up with agendas that just make everybody pissed off. Like
3: Yeah. And what, yeah. About, what about what about some of them um, have had had their jobs for a little too long?
2: <laughs> oh. The ones oh, yeah. that can <laughs> never
3: lose their job. I mean, come on.
2: Oh yeah, right. we yeah. We've got term limits in Michigan to help alleviate that situation. And, of course, the career politicians in Lansing, our capital, put on the ballot for November 8th initiative to increase the term limits time. Because, of course, they want to stay on the government team. Sucking off the taxpayers longer. No. Oh, wow. We yeah, were mayor. founded as a republic. Oh, wow. You are supposed to go and serve the people a short time, then get your ass back home back into the private sector, not yeah. permanently collect a government paycheck. And I, uh, well, that's hey, part well, of Joseph, our hey, problem.
0: Hey Joseph, maybe it's time for you to move to the state of Florida, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Florida here. I used to – ladies, uh, I used to live in Georgia uh, not too long ago, and uh, I, I can tell you right now what a great idea what it was for me to move to the state of Florida. I'm like, you know what? What the hell am I doing in liberal Atlanta? Let me get the hell out of liberal Atlanta. Yeah. Let me go uh, to me- – If I'm going to live in a liberal city, maybe I'll live in a liberal Orlando. Well, it's becoming somewhat conservative, let's just say. Yeah, but
2: a move from Georgia to Florida isn't quite so far or as big as trying to uproot from a northern, one of the utmost northern states to the utmost southern state. Yeah. Well, I, only
3: Joan, it's only Joan who moved. Jane's visiting me right now, but I moved because you know, Connecticut's too expensive, and yeah, it just what so happened that my parents, our parents, they died within a less than two weeks apart. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So that, like, cre- our bank accounts left <laughs> the building, burying yeah. them, and uh, so now I'm in their fucking condo, and I like it. It's very nice, and I'm gonna change my address to down here
0: pretty soon. No, they yeah, you're getting rid of. Uh, you want to get you want to get out of uh, Connecticut? Jane does. So. I do. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Why? Why? What's well, with Connecticut, you know, it, that's um, an awful lot of money. You know, our sister Lori would be very insulted because she and her family love Connecticut. And I think my son loves Connecticut. But I, I was honored to live in another state and not that I'm going to rave about the other state. But it, it opened my eyes like, geez, Connecticut's not so good. And now Connecticut, it's very rich and very poor. Again, the middle class is getting squeezed out of Connecticut.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I still have hope for Michigan if we could get Tudor Dixon elected on November 8th because the current governor is Connecticut or California in Michigan. And we need to put an end to that. And lo- like back to the tax code, lower our tax rate so that people, family, and businesses, so that people have somewhere to work if. They move here, can get back on track, and we could be a a great state in the Great Lakes state tradition again.
1: Yeah, yeah Joseph, that's not,
0: buddy. I hate to tell you, but it's not going to happen. You know, you uh, you you guys are trying to, you know, to to be conservative, and that 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 entire city of Detroit is is going to stay blue for a very very long time. Huh. You know. Uh you I think know, I bought you know, a car in Detroit. Detroit. I think everybody bought a freaking car in Detroit at one time or another. Yeah, but
3: mine mine was a German car, I think. And I remember the guy who picked it up for me said, geez, this isn't going well. That it was a German car in Detroit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I uh I once bought a car in um uh in Little Rock, Arkansas one time. Oh my god, what an experience that was. First of all, the guy was trying to sell me a, a lemon, and he was like, this is the best running car in America today. I'm like, you know, you sound like a 1960s car salesman. This is a piece of shit. There's paint peeling off the bottom of the bumper in the back. <laughs> the tires are bald. How the hell is this the best running car in America? Yeah, this is the best running car in America. He sounded like, uh, uh, you know, um, the dude from uh, Caddyshack. You know, like, just with that voice, you know? He's like, this is the best-running car in America. And I'm like, this car's a piece of shit. I'm not buying this car. Hell no, I'm not buying this car.
2: Yeah, I've owned two different Mitsubishis, uh, a an Eclipse convertible, very nice, and a Lancer. And they were both built in Kentucky. So, I mean, foreign doesn't necessarily mean foreign anymore. Well, right. A, sure. You know... <laughs>
0: Joseph, you know what they say with, with people uh, in Kentucky, right? You can't go wrong with a hillbilly uh, manufacturer, right?
2: Right. And today, I currently own a 2009 Pontiac 5, which is a, hey. a joint venture with Toyota. Their version hey. is the Matrix. So that, if that, joke car, because Toyota was involved, then it hadn't just been a Pontiac.
0: Joseph, Joseph, uh, <clears throat> that just went over your head, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it
2: flew it flew right <laughs> over
3: like a jet
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's why he went into the next conversation we love him you know we love him on the show uh wonderful. yeah yeah it's it is wonderful it's 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 very wonderful it, i i think that's a Mikeism word though but you know oh you it's it's not what's that
3: you say wonderful
1: oh
0: not i I, I say it's well, it's a Mikeism word. Yeah, I've been saying "wonderful" for years, and and people think I have some type of speech impediment, but I don't. You know, it's just the way I talk. I this is how I express myself. I'm from New York. You know, this is how we New Yorkers talk. you You're know, so of, funny.
3: Of, You know, the only reason we say it is because we swore so much. We every other word used to be "fuck," so it got to the point where I had to start changing into a word, and I picked "wonderful." I actually picked
0: it. Oh. Uh, I was almost going to say, and, and please, I, 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 I'm joking around with this. It, uh, you guys don't have to rats or anything, do you? Because you say fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck.
3: I think that maybe, who knows, maybe I do because I – I there's they nicked something, guys. They definitely you can't have two master's degrees and in science and then not be able to recognize a drug rep in the office. So my facial recognition's off, but there might be something else off too. Yeah,
0: didn't you tell me like in the first episode that you drug reps or something at one time?
3: Yeah, but it's other yeah. people too, like um, you know, there's security guards um that live in my parents. <laughs> they don't live here. In my parents' condo, they were very frightened, our parents. So there's a security guard in, downstairs. But Jane will always say, Well, who was it? How the fuck do I know who it was? I don't know. I don't, it's my name. You know, one lady's Nancy, then another, I don't know the other lady's name. Well, you and know
0: then what they say? Settlement. You know what they say? Like, if you cuss a lot, it, you're, mm-hmm. you're showing intelligence. The most intelligent people in this world cuss, you know? So be proud of that.
3: Oh okay oh, good because okay. our father yeah he was he used to call us his army buddies yeah
2: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> Actually oh he was he in said, the army? He, he actually said you you what you just said would have embarrassed one of my army buddies cuz he the, you know what a lot of people don't like the word and I'm so sorry if I say it but I love the word cunt I actually really enjoy the word I think it's way better than vagina I like it
0: <laughs> Oh boy Can I tell you a story about that? I'll I'll just be brief with it because we're going to close it out here. If I ever used that word back in the day, oh, my God, my mother would slap me upside two two sides to Sunday. She would say, you can say any word you want to say in this world. Fuck, ass, shit, bitch, dick, dickhead, anything. (laughs) Don't ever say that word, cunt, because that's a dirty (laughs) word. And every time I would say it, I would say, Hey, Ma, you know, she's a see you next Tuesday. That's a lot better, she says. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Man, <I> don't... <laughs> huh?
1: You don't oh, never hey want to. Wh- if
0: you're trying to look for some new sauces, try Heart Soul Heat. They're out of St. Paul, Minnesota. They have two amazing products. Called Ghost Pepper, Ghost Honey, guys. Tremendous. I've tried them before. It, it will make your tongue go crazy. Mention you heard it on Savage Unfiltered Podcasts. And uh it's very important, guys. Make sure you, you tell them that. Because I'm referring you, the listener, over to Heart Soul, Heat. Check them out today. Now oh, oh. you're back. Cut out again.
3: I don't like Joan see. doesn't like saying, see you next Tuesday. She'd much rather someone come out with cunt. You and know? and the English people and women prefer the word cunt because cunt in England. In England, because cunt means triangle, according to the English, and vagina means a man's sheath. And I don't like to be owned by anyone. So I, I prefer cunt.
0: Well, well, good (laughs) thing that you're in the United States, because, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about that, because, uh, you know, women are allowed to express their views and thoughts here. It's what we call freedom of speech.
3: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And a lot of times, some of it nobody wants to hear, at least what I got to say. But Yeah,
0: unfortunately,
2: uh, that it has happened. Uh, if we could only go back to the good old days where women were meant to be seen and not heard. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, I'm wait, just joking, I, of
2: course. I'm just joking.
3: Uh, oh, <laughs> we know. We know. And our grandfather said it was children that had to be... No, I think he said children had to be locked in cages until they he were said men. He said <laughs> men need to be locked in cages huh? until they can handle that hormone called testosterone. <laughs> yeah, that's oh what our God. grandfather. Yeah, said. there. You see the brilliance passed on by our paternal grandfather. Mm-hmm. There you go.
0: Well, here's something here. I got some good news. Uh, really good news. You want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, sure. Starting. Yeah, starting in January. Uh, Joseph and I, and including Sauce, that I have on uh, usually during the week for the bonus episodes, uh, we're going to be going to video in January. Oh, that's uh, fun. We, yeah, we thought about going to video, uh, uh, just teasing it out with uh, with Rivers, uh, Riverside FM, but they apparently have this uh, this interest of freezing your face throughout the entire stream uh <laughs> joseph was like this is getting terrible mike how many freezes are they up to i'm like i think they're up to like fucking 40 by now apparently they love my mug so they want to freeze it 40 fucking times <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah they, so they freeze the video but not the audio but you're left wondering well has my stream froze entirely or oh. is this just them doing it? So you stop talking. You don't know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I don't like that. And I don't like that. And and I could tell you why I don't like it. Because, you know, people will actually think and believe that, oh, my God, he actually has Wi-Fi that's not working correctly. No, my Wi-Fi and my Internet was working tremendous. But it's the damn freaking network that does the freezing. Oh, let's Freeze him. Uh, freeze him. <laughs> No, no, we're, we're not going to uh, Riverside. We're going uh, right over to uh, Restream. It's a tremendous network over there. So uh, you're going to see uh, myself and Joseph on video, uh, which, you know, it's, it's it's good. You know, I think the industry is going to video, and I think it's going to be a good thing for us. Yeah,
2: I think uh, in this day and age, people like to see it is – Even who they're hearing, even if they're just listening, to occasionally be able to scan over and see—you know—we're visually biased these days, and hopefully we can have the uh, therapy twins back one more on restream. Because the other good thing about restream is is that the interviewee gets to share with their platforms too. Like Mike show, I can stream. on my YouTube and Facebook channels at the same time, that way you, when you're on, can stream it to your YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, or whatever channel yeah. at the same time. And,
3: and Joseph, do you do that for us? Because <laughs> I don't think we know how to fucking do that. Thank you.
2: Well, You difference. can barely get your microphone to work, let alone that.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're gonna when we when I go back to Connecticut, I'm bringing back the mic, headphones, and a microphone. Yeah.
0: Jack. Oh, there you go. Hey, you know what I'll do? Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll buy you as a quadcast. It's it's probably the top-notch microphone in the industry today. Uh, quadcast, they even have ones that light up, you know, different colors. You know, it actually make you look nice on camera. You know, it lights up pink oh, and hey, yellow.
3: anything that'll make us look nice, we're, yeah. we're you know. We will graciously good. say yes,
0: even if you're Yeah, uh, Jonah Jean, uh, you know, you, uh, honestly, uh, you know, we're going to do the same thing. We got to get out of the 20th century and go to the 21st century.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Audio plus, is great, but, you know, video is where it's at. So.
3: Plus, communication is nearly all nonverbal, so that would be really good.
2: That is, yeah. the, yes, yeah. you hit the nail on the head. Doing this audio is hard. We sometimes talk over each other. Yeah. Whereas with video, you could see each other. You could get the visual cues better as to yeah. what's going on in the conversation.
0: Yeah, and Joseph, I want to thank you for doing that because Mackenzie, every time when you talk, she's like, oh, fuck, I got to edit, like, fucking 10, 15 (laughs) minutes, but it's all right. it's great we'll do like an hour and a half episode like we're doing now almost two hours well it'll it'll take us like what eight nine hours to edit joseph's like is the fucking episode out yet is the episode out yet? no (laughs) fucking joseph you gotta fucking edit everything you won't let me fucking talk man (laughs) (laughs) hey
2: he's got the show show all five well, all seven days a week, sometimes he's doing episodes. I only got these few chances, so I got to get my shots in while I can. Joseph, I give you too many fucking shots. It's the thing. No. <laughs> yes, thank you, Michael. Anyway. You, you are really nice to me, and I do appreciate you you having me yeah. on Mondays and Wednesdays. And today, this week, I'm even going to be on with you tomorrow, so you are yeah. very gracious. And you, while we you, joke about it, I, you know, I want to uh, express my appreciation.
0: You know, you know, you know, damn right, I'm nice to you, Joseph. I put your trailer into your book. Not every episode, every other episode. You know, I don't want to do it every episode because I think it'd be like, damn it, man, he's he's promoting his book like crazy. You're goddamn right, I'm promoting his book. His book, <laughs> you're doing good with your book, Joseph. I'm proud of you, bud. But. You know, one day I'm going to have my book out. I don't know what the hell I'm going to call it. Probably Idi- uh, "idiots and dickheads." I-, I was going with that. Uh, how that about?
3: Title. Yeah. How about "shut the fuck up"? You know, I would love <laughs> to say that to some
0: people. No, I, I like I like "idiots and dickheads." I was we were yeah. going to go with that. You know, it sounds like that's a really funny. really great uh, title, "idiots and dickheads." You know, yeah, that You're sounds good. good. Joseph, you think that's a good title?
2: Actually, it is probably pretty catchy. It will catch people and. Then they may want to know, are you praising idiots and dickheads or criticizing them? So how
3: about, how about we can do
2: both? Right. It should be given any given case. Right. Because, you know,
3: <laughs> as nurses, I got to say, do you know every time that you either get the job or or you go through your evaluation they want to know your weaknesses and they want to know how you improved on on those upon those or however because i was never an english major but yeah i can actually you know do other things as a nurse but not uh, speak correctly all the time
0: yeah oh yeah, yeah. You, you never know but uh joda jane thank you very much for coming on uh we're great to have you back on we're glad the audio uh has worked uh, 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 better.
3: <laughs>
0: uh,
2: After all Thank they crazy. said, I think it again would have been better if they were just seen and not heard. Uh-huh.
3: Hey, Uncle <laughs> hey, Joe. Hey, Uncle.
2: Yeah. That's you known like as uncle. a
3: comedy yeah.
2: callback.
3: <laughs> yeah, Jack. Okay. Thank you.
0: Anyway, anyway, thank you for tuning in, uh, Joan and Jane. You guys can find them all over the place. Uh, their website, thetherapytwins.com, or, or therapytwins.com, right? There's no the, well, right? Yeah.
3: There's no the, but they'll find us either way.
0: Yeah, just Google search therapy twins. They're all over the place in a good way, not a bad way. But anyway, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. And uh, you ladies have a good rest of your weekend there in uh, sunny South Florida.
3: Thank you, Michael. Bye, Mike. Bye, bye, Joseph.
2: Bye. Take care, everyone. And Daniel, it was great. uh, Officially, finally meeting you. Wonderful.
0: (laughs) Take it easy. Okay. So, Joseph, uh, what'd you think of the therapy twins, buddy?
2: Yeah, it was great. I, I listened to the episode you had them on that was working before the disaster when uh, we tried to talk to them last, <laughs> and I yeah. enjoyed that episode. And encourage people to go back onto Anchor and view all your past episodes. Certainly, check out more of the episodes that I'm with you on, and but specifically look for that episode. If you like this episode with them, oh, and yeah, yeah it went really well.
0: Oh yeah, really well. Uh, Joseph, hold that thought, buddy. Um, I had to get. I have to get this in because if I don't, they're not gonna. They're not gonna pay my damn podcast anymore. <laughs> anyway, guys, <laughs> I, uh, I want to say uh, thank you to a new sponsor here we have on the show Heart Soul Heat, uh, with their amazing products uh, from the makers of Rawa. If I'm pronouncing your last name buddy wrong, I do apologize. It's one of those names that the pronunciation is not there. So I do apologize. Heart Soul Heat, guys, they're amazing products uh, known for saying, I'm not into heat that will hurt you, but I want to open up your taste buds. So, guys, check them out. They're out of St. Paul, Minnesota. You can find amazing products on heartsoulheat.com. With their ghost honey and ghost pepper uh, barbecue sauces,
2: all natural. Glad, glad you clarified that because at first I thought you were talking about a furnace company.
0: <laughs> oh no, not a furnace company. Hold on, Joseph. Uh, I gotta finish this last part because you're interrupting the damn sponsor. But it's okay. But guys, check their ghost honey, ghost pepper, all natural, veg- vegetate, vegetarian. Excuse me. It's been a long episode. Vegetarian, gluten free, and uh, non-GMO. Contains no artificial sugars or additives. Folks, check them out today. Mention you heard it on the Savage Unfiltered podcast. And uh, they're going to give you some really, really good stuff.
2: Amen. And I'm a big proponent of shopping local. And and people, uh, these podcasts aren't free. Michael has put a lot of money into doing this. Uh, Thank you. To this sponsor and any other sponsors, and indeed show your appreciation to the sponsor for helping keep keeping Michael on the air.
0: Yeah, yeah, we, it does. It does keep us on air, and I want to get into another sponsor, and then I'm gonna be sponsored all out here because I'm done with the sponsors. But I gotta plug them in every now and then because uh, they 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 do uh, they do like that, and it and it and it puts a smile on their face, guys. Uh, sponsored here by LiveRishi.com. Thank you very much for keeping us in your thoughts for the last five months. Uh, probably one of our longest sponsors that we've had uh, yet. And it's continuing. I mean, we pick up sponsors, guys, here and there. But, you know, this this sponsor has been really loyal to us. So I thank you very much for keeping us in your thoughts and allowing us to uh, to be sponsored by you guys. So it really means a lot. LiveRishi.com, uh, handcrafted in the state of Arizona, but it's also crafted by nature. Livrishi CBD natural oil company has been around for years hit that promo code savage army for 20% off that's right guys remember use this uh the the promo code which is a new one we had savage unfiltered for months but they made us change it so it's now savage army for 20% off your entire order great stuff guys joseph i'm about ready to close it up buddy anything else you want to bring it in into the uh conversation?
2: No, just uh, want to again reiterate, thank you to these sponsors because it it is important. There's that uh, comedy, uh, Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and that. They do a podcast in the show and they joke about the whole issue with sponsors and that too. But indeed, in all seriousness, uh, thank you to them. It is important. And please put, you know, please uh, not support. Please invite yourself into these sponsors' products uh, to let them know that we appreciate them and their appreciation of Savage Unfiltered.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, one more thing too. I just, I forgot. I was going to say it earlier in the show, uh, but I got to get this out. Uh, I want to thank uh, a couple podcasts, uh, hosts and shows coming up here, guys. Uh, the, what the hell is it? The first week of November, I'm going to be on the show. He said, she heard podcasts, uh, which if you listen to this episode, the therapy twins happened to have the opportunity to be on that show. So, Uh, Mr. Mike Fox has reached out to me. So thank you very much. Hat tip to you, Mike Fox, for allowing me the opportunity to be on your show next month. Going to be looking forward to it. Uh, Also, to this week, guys, uh, I'm going to be on the Yogi Podcast Network uh, through the show, The Nightly Rant. Uh, So thank you for the opportunity for me uh, to come on your show. I really appreciate that for allowing me the opportunity. So check out that show. Uh, through the Yogi Podcast Network, uh, which is a, a re- really, really big network, guys. So that's, it's, it's an honor to be on their show. Also, too, guys, uh, we are going to be on another show. I just forgot the damn name of the show because it's still in the works.
2: oh there's that hurricane brain again.
0: No, 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 Joseph. There's, there's a show that we uh, we're we're in the process of, uh, you know, we're still waiting for them to, to, to confirm it. Uh, Mackenzie shot out like five fucking emails, and they still haven't. They've been failed to a non to, 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 to receive it. And uh, I don't think it's the hurricane brain. I think I'm just getting old. You know, I'm hitting those forty mark, and I think that's what they say when you get to be forty. Man, everything kind of slows down a little bit. But I hope. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I, I thought uh, I. Would hit,
2: I turned sixty this year, so you're still wet behind the ears in my terms.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, I thought this—you get this when you're in your sixties, right? I hope not.
2: Well, know, it, maybe. you know, again, you know, not being a doctor but playing one for this episode, <laughs> it does yeah. seem, you know, it it varies for everybody. But yeah, I mean, as we get older, obviously, you know, the brain does start to definitely slow down and other issues so it's different um, when it kicks in for different people
0: yeah i don't have dementia or nothing like that folks but you know oh i just I just remembered it's the uh fraser chronicles yeah yeah we're gonna be on his show uh this week on the 22nd um uh, he does pre-recording so look out for that probably like the next day or the day after that the 23rd or 24th
2: yeah the preacher man we just talked to him the other day not coincidentally, yeah. in that therapy twin episode that went to hell in a handbasket, he came in at the last minute. So that yeah, was a he, great was a show. I'm he was. Glad you
0: remember. He was a preacher man. He saved the show. You know, he came right into the last minute. Uh, You know, Mackenzie shot him an email and I'm like, "Hey, you, you." But Joseph, he wanted to come on the show. He had intentions to come on the show. He was like, "I want to come on your show. Your show is tremendous." I was like, "You were on my show before. You want to come on again? Great. Okay, come on." <laughs> Yeah, I look, I again, that's another
2: great episode. Both of them, the one that he helped say it, salvage the, uh, what was Brian, the other guy that was dull, and then the therapy twins, the, uh, crickets issue. And then he came and salvaged that show. And then even further back, I listened to that one. I was confused. I thought I was on with because we discussed yeah. it. I had listened to it. And that was a really good episode for people to go back into the archives to dig up also.
0: Yeah, it's a huge library. You're talking about Brian. Yeah, you know, yeah. The hello Brian. Yeah, like that Brian. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he's good. I checked into him uh uh, not too long ago on one of his shows because he has a show, you know, and it's yep. you know, it's on Spotify and a couple other platforms. He hasn't hit iHeart or you know the big ones yet, but he'll get there, he'll get there,
2: yeah. And that's worthy of mentioning again. Uh, thank you, iHeart Radio, for, oh. for having Savage Unfiltered on it now because that is the one I have tune in radio and iHeart Radio on my phone. I I don't use my phone for a bunch of different apps, but those two are great for tuning into indeed, for you know radio, uh, podcasts, even uh, music on occasion when you want it on your phone. And Joseph,
0: that. So, so, that I mean, do you have to wait a long? I'm always curious about cu- curious. Excuse me about um, iHeart. Uh, do you usually have to wait a long time for the episodes to launch?
2: I. I I I haven't paid attention lately, so I I really can't
0: answer. Yeah, because I noticed that Spotify is usually the first that gets launched. And then uh, shortly after Spotify, I know it's Apple and uh, Amazon Music. And then because a lot of uh, the listeners that tune in now, they're they're like, why is it taking like an extra day and a half for iHeart to launch the episodes? I'm like, listen, Mackenzie and I, we do not have the power to that. It's all through Anchor. Uh, when Anchor FM, when we, you know, upload it to Anchor FM, the recording, uh, Anchor FM does all the launching. We don't do any of the launching. So I just want to clear that for you folks. that We, we don't have the power uh, to launch it and the speed of the launching. It's all through Anchor FM. So,
2: uh, and that might be an anchor issue. They may want to withhold it from iHeart a day in order oh, to okay. keep exclusive content of you for a day.
0: Yeah, I don't think it is. I you know, I don't I don't think it's Anchor because uh I'm told Anchor FM is one of the fastest throughout the entire industry. Of course there's other ones, you know, Riverside FM is a sister company of Anchor, but Anchor is literally Spotify's company. Spotify bought out Anchor like 7-8 years ago. Uh when it was a small little independent company, but uh, that's what I'm told. I'm told Anchor is the fastest out of all of them. Uh, of course you have Accumulus and you have You know, Westwood One and all the other uh, networks out there. But Anchor is, like, usually the fastest. So maybe it's just an iHeart thing. Yeah, a lot
2: of our area is Salem. Uh, Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Salem Broadcasting is good. I like them. But, yeah, I mean, the content we do, thankfully, uh, doesn't go stale a day or even a lot of it a week, a month, potentially a year later.
0: Oh yeah. You trust me, Joseph. The ones that uh I first came out with when we were known as the Kitchen Angle podcast. And then shortly after that it was uh Patriot Angle. Uh, I have listeners right now tuning into episodes that were like two years ago. And I'm like, man, I did that like two years ago. Thank you for your support, but uh what'd you think? Oh, you, it's it's wonderful. I'm like, oh man, I sucked back then. <laughs> like I was doing I was doing a lot of like uh 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 <laughs> I was having some type of groin attack or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it, you know, it's been good. Nice little, almost two hour mega episode today, which I think we're going to call it the mega e- episode. One of the uh, mega episodes, but, uh, you gotta and be you proud of a, me. Done, you Joseph, have, Joseph. Hold up.
2: you have, yeah, up. and then you have mega episodes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you, you gotta be proud of me, man, because I've done this whole episode without a bottle of water. I usually have a bottle of water with me, but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about the notes, though?
0: <laughs> every every great podcaster needs notes. I'm not scripted. I don't read off of a teleprompter in front of me. But you always have to have notes to know who the hell you're talking to. Yep, yep, I agree. <laughs> Joseph, I'm not a fucking genius, man. I don't know everything about everything about all these people. I don't know where they were born, with the the, the type of car they drive, the, the color. <laughs> <they're wearing.
2: laughs> Well, yeah, that's another comedy callback, throwback to an episode that I was teasing Mike about losing all respect for him since he needed notes. Uh, It's just a joke, just joking around, having fun. We all need notes. And like you say, especially as we get older.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I want to do one more announcement, then we're closing out because no more announcements and drive you people crazy with announcements. Guys, tune in tomorrow on Soslin's uh, show. Uh, we're going to have Sports Tuesday, which I'm a part of now every Tuesday. So uh, you want to watch? check that out on every major podcast platform, including iHeart, Spotify, Google, Apple, Amazon Music, Audible. God, Zoslin is up there like me. I got him into all the great networks. He's like, I want to thank you, Michael, for being, for, for making me part of iHeart. I'm like, eh, you know, I got some oofs in the networks. I'm, I'm just not some schmo off the streets. I've, I've, you know, been in this industry for 20 years before podcasting was podcasting. But, uh, Joseph, I want to close it out, buddy. Thank you for always for coming on, you know.
2: Yeah, again, thank you. I really appreciate you having me i I mean there have there was a time that I considered doing a podcast, and I get people tell me all the time since I speak on politics everywhere all the time that I should get a podcast and i I did the book Terror Strikes coming soon to a city near you. I put money into that instead, so I really appreciate you help you know allowing me to come on with you. It's as if having my own podcast Mondays and Wednesdays
0: yeah yeah we, we we wanted to make you part of the panel on mondays and wednesdays and um you know it's it's great having you on uh before we close out you said podcast you got any shows you want to plug in you are you going to be on any shows this week or
2: i'm actually on i i think this is recording though so not live uh tuesday october 18th at three o'clock i think we're recording out of ocala of all places of course so Kind of up the road from California. Yeah. Focused on writing. Oh, wow.
0: So, yeah. It's about, an, it's about an hour north of me. Yeah. Heading towards uh, almost Georgia area. Yeah. I know where Ocala is. Yeah,
2: I've been to Ocala. I was in Ocala for a couple weeks back when I worked in the IT for Kmart Corporation. Of course, they have no stores or warehouses left anymore. But uh yeah, yeah Ocala is a nice place to get them. Little lizards by the bazillions running around. I love them little lizards. The little I think the bugs down there, but I love the little the lizards.
0: The <laughs> little the little geckos, but you're not gonna like the big giant lizards that look like dinosaurs down in Fort Lauderdale. Oh my god. <laughs> You know, Joseph, I gotta close. I gotta say this one story, and then I'm closing it out because I'm tired. Do you know one time down at Fort Lauderdale? This was during uh, around January when it, you know, got a little cold. We had a little cold snap that happened, and uh, what happens is they 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 freeze up and they and they become rock solid. And if the thing falls on you, oh my God, it can g- it can give you a concussion. Well, it fell on my shoulder, and I wound up having to go to the hospital and spend three four days. In the hospital, I, I I dislocated my left shoulder, and it was oh, oh my god, was like, oh yeah. The doctor was like, "How did, What happened to your shoulder?" I said, <laughs> "I got attacked by a lizard." He said, "What?" <laughs> I said, "The thing fell from me from a freaking palm tree. It fell off the palm tree. And it fell on top of my shoulder." It sounds like biblical apocalypse: frozen lizards falling from the sky, kind
2: of like the Exodus frogs yeah. falling from the sky. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, you know, it, it, it was right in um, East Las Olas, which is a part of uh, downtown Fort Lauderdale. And, um, uh, you know, there's people looking at me and everything, laughing. And, I, of course, you know, they get their cell phones out and they got to, you know, film it and stuff and get their five minutes of social media fame. And I'm screaming in pain. I'm like, oh, my fucking shoulder, my shoulder. And everybody's walking past me until like this little old lady. She must have been like 80 or 90. This was like, oh, God, maybe – 10 years ago, she's probably dead by now. But anyway, uh, she comes up and she's like, she's like, are you okay, sonny? I said, Oh my shoulder. Oh God. She's like, those sons of bitches over there. They won't help you out. Huh? Little old Jewish lady. She actually called the, uh, the, the, uh, paramedics for me and the EMS and, uh, you know, they came and everything. And they're like, what, what happened? I explained the story. I'm like, Oh, you know, I got attacked by a, by a lizard. It fell off the palm tree. You know, they they were laughing their ass off, of course, you know, because it was it was it was humor. But, you know. Yeah. All
2: right. Well, I I know you got to wrap up and I got to run. I'm scheduled to make meatballs for dinner at my sister's house today. So I've got to get going, too.
0: All righty, All right, guys. Remember to hit that like and follow button and uh, be considerate. Leave five stars on Spotify. Greatly appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks very much.